Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about the Coinbase OpenSea NFT effect. We just made that up just now, just for you. Andrew, how's it going? Go well, back in our... Our normal recording schedule, George. It's good to good to talk NFTs again. I feel like people have probably really missed us. Now we had it. I gotta say, I didn't appreciate the aggressive schedule of the Monday, Wednesday ish, Friday until like we were both traveling for a week. It it makes it very difficult to stay on top of crypto news and also record. So I'm glad we're back on this. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to stay on top of crypto news anytime you take a day or two away and. Things you know what's disturbing. So I feel like it's when you take that break, you realize how much you know, sadly or truthfully, time you're putting into like looking at all of these things. Because when you don't do, you come back and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what's what's an internet? What's uh, an yeah?" And you're like, it's a lot of time staying on top of these things. <laughs> yeah, um, but real quick at the high level from. But the past seven days, it looks like NFT is up about 27%. And there's certain projects that are taking off. But again, it's a lot of the power law, a lot of the, the common names you see moving and the long tail shrinking. But there's a couple of new, new folks moving up. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely seen some big, big volume. It seems to, at least as we've heard this, it seems to maybe topped off a bit. But one thing I've noticed is the number of sales has been climbing. I, it was the... Just the other day, it was the most sales in a, in a single day that I've ever seen in NFTs, so, or at least on Ethereum-based NFTs. Oh. Not just was it a big volume day, but it was the most sales, so a lower average price than we've seen in the past. But that's, I think that's a good sign. I think the number of sales is... That's a fantastic sign. Probably a sign that more people are getting into it. I didn't know, take a look at the, the number of wallets that day yet, but, but I think in general, if we're seeing more trading... It's, it means people are going to see this as a more, see project is more viable to continue to get into and be able to get out of. Okay. What else do we see? We have OpenSea just said they're integrating Solana NFTs in April. Yeah. All right. So Solana NFTs, we haven't talked a lot about this, although we have talked a little bit about cross-chain recently. We have not talked much about Solana NFTs. It's a big marketplace and they're coming to OpenSea. As you mentioned, that's an exposure to a lot of people with a lot of NFT capital. This is a chance for sort of at least merging markets. And for better or worse, OpenSea is the, the leader. It's the town square. And all copycats, what's also important, well, sorry, copycats may be a fair. Other marketplaces will probably see this and realize they have to follow in suit, that there is more than one hub and and. Pulling them all together will uh, spread that sort of larger, larger long tail of individual purchases. So they said sometime in April. I don't see an exact date though. Yeah, I don't see an exact date either. They did say in April. So 
I think that's, we can at this point assume that sooner than when Coinbase, when Coinbase NFT actually, uh, marketplace actually begins or debuts since we haven't heard much on that front in yeah. a long time. We're going to be sort of looking at this, I think, uh, a bit more in our, in our theme. So I don't want to run too much of the conversation on that. You want to get into the real stuff with Gwyneth Paltrow? We always have to have a celebrity. What's going on here, girl? Oh, we, we've got a few of them here. Don't worry. We've got a, so this is an article in the Washington Post just discussing how uh, they're pushing women to invest in NFTs. Kind of looking at, I'd say that it's not, you know, all positive here. Kind of looking at how they are pushing women to get into this in the uh, name of feminism. And maybe, maybe it is that, but there's obviously an ask of invest your, your crypto in these products invest your money in crypto and then in these NFT projects. So I think it is interesting that there, that there are, or I think it's great that there are people trying to push more women to get into NFTs and crypto. We certainly seen some projects that are more women focused do quite well, but at the same time, I, I hope that it's being done in, in the right way. And I think this article is at least worth a read if you're interested in in sort of the gender split in NFTs and crypto. Yeah. It, I think you can, you can kind of tell when they're like pulling in the, the question marks and the truth is not all the projects people go after are going to go up, but hopefully it's more about the, the narrative of how to approach investing, but also the truth is there are creators. And if the, the market is only white males of a certain age range, then so too will the projects they focus on. And if it's really going to be a large inclusive environment, there has to be sub-markets. And in this article, they're comparing it to like designer high-class handbags saying like, no, I'm trying to, and starting to look at my NFT collection, like just things of status that I want to have and, and own. So it's, it's interesting. You're right. All right. So we've got another, of course, uh, celebrity in this headline here. We've got uh, the Tom Brady led autograph IO platform partnering with ESPN. So I'd say that's a pretty significant partnership for this platform adds a lot of credibility. And I think with both fans and athletes, and it seems like this, uh, this autograph platform is, is developing well, getting a lot of attention and you can't ignore the Tom Brady name there. Can you George? <laughs> well, you can, if you're Vitalik Buterin, who doesn't know who Tom Brady is. Uh, good point. Good point. I think he does now, now that he knows he's a fan. <laughs> Now that he knows he's a big fan, he's like, you're the, you're the quote, you're the goat. But yeah, ESPN getting into it very clearly. It's not fully clear to me how they have a multi-year deal with Autograph, but they haven't like bought the company, right? It's right. still on there just like saying, okay, we'll be pulling these elements, but it's definitely going to add credibility, which is, it's the only word I feel like that now matters when you're talking about sports and professional athlete likenesses that are being uh, bought and sold and hopefully held over time and retaining value. So that's a, not a bad partnership. Yeah. All right. We've got one more sports headline here. We've got Major League Soccer. They partnered with SoRare, a, a, an existing NFT marketplace or, or platform for soccer. So they're doing a fantasy game now with between Major League Soccer and SoRare. So I think sports are a great onboarder for people to get into NFTs and crypto. And here's another opportunity to, to do so. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm all about soccer this year in particular. We talked about the, 
the last one, the Wrapped Strikers, which was uh, a project that that we brought up before. And maybe it's a, a smooth segue, a rare smooth segue into an affordable project. Am I doing it? Am I in the middle of a smooth segue? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Watch this. Well, thanks to, first off, one of our members in the 3A NFT Discord, Block Bounce, for, for bringing this one to us. But this one is the MPL official, the Martian Premier League. It's a collection of 10,000 uh, unique human and Martian characters living on the ETH blockchain. And they are part of uh, what's going to evolve into a football manager style game. Holders train, trade, and compete in the league. And over time, there'll be uh, a full evolution of it. It's a fully doxed team. Current floor price sits at 0 0.09. And so it has seemingly dropped from when the release seemed it was mid-March. It was, I guess, hovering from what I could see as high as 0.28, but it is at 0.09. There are 3,500 owners, which is actually a pretty decent distribution. I like that. I get a little nervous sometimes when it's a, a low percentage of owner to item or item to owner ratio, but that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, this is one I've heard about, hadn't had a chance to uh, check into it a whole bunch, but, you know, was actually excited when somebody else mentioned it because it, in our discord, where it was like block balance mentioned that because it is one that I've been interested in. Yeah. I think the soccer narrative is a, it's a good one as well. Um, it's nice art here. I think there's a good possibility that soccer becomes quite popular in NFTs uh, this fall with the uh, world cup and. I don't know. Do they have, is there a game planned uh, with these or is it uh, just a collection? Do you know that, George? Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a game planned. They've got a very robust, frankly, white paper. I'm pretty darn impressive. And they've sort of like, this is just the first iteration and there's going to be a sort of trade-in of these initial NPL characters. <laughs> they have a whole funny narrative of saying like, all right, they'll be acclimated to and socialize to train and develop new players. And then each player will be able to like complete in these like Martian cups, find space to build the first stadiums in Mars. So hint, hint, land, but those get into Genesis teams and stadiums and gen one players. So it starts with this, uh, first the PFP, uh, then moves into these, uh, an L2. I uh, don't know the, Ooh, look it up. Can't find it, but there is definitely a game coming. Well, yeah, taking a look a little bit more. Yeah, we've got 3,500 holders. So there's a little less than three per holder at this one. My price has come down a bit. It had gotten up to about 0.2 for a bit, but has now been 0.15 and now has dropped a little to 0.08. So I don't think it's a bad place to uh, to look to pick it up. I, I think it's a project that has been somewhat overlooked as some big projects have, have taken a lot of volume and, and even some big drops have taken all of the uh the the ETH that was meant for drops whether it was through the gas or the mint prices recently so so i think this is this is one to watch and maybe pick up at uh you know very affordable price here yeah getting into it there are nine thousand humans one thousand martians it's un i mean so clearly the martians are more rare they've already been quote acclimated and there's going to be a sort of like discovery it seems around figuring out like who is good at what position as you get your your players in place. There's a footy token planned, Mars governance token. So they've got a full economy planned for this. And it's, it, it is affordable right now. I would 
I would say like, take a look at the different rarities before that, paying attention to specifically that, like, are they a Martian or are they a human? So parsing through the Martian Premier League, we're trying to figure out the traits and just to like help you, like, we're just like talking out out loud. They already talk about the, we said the human versus Martian. They've got a character type, which you can filter by. The human floor is hovering around, call it 0.1, say. And then the Martian, the Martian base floor, 10% of the population, they're hovering at 0.18. The other thing that seems to be more sensitive, though, to the rarity price, really, because they're going to be soccer players, is the skill level, which ranges from novice up to god. So novice, passable, solid, excellent, outstanding, legendary. And there's uh, definitely some price uh, sensitivity on those. So like the way my mind goes is I, I'm not just going to buy a raw floor because I'm used to playing games and I'm aware of what the, the base base is. So I'm kind of like scouting out what that like outstanding level maybe human is or maybe floor Martian. I can't tell which way to go. And then it seems like there's a timeline consideration too, right? The timeline consideration? I'm not sure what you mean by that. It's is there a date oh, for when I'm they're... sorry. Yeah, they do say that right? the, the uh, training camp starts in May. So the Mars training camp starts in May. They have mentioned that the, and I think you mentioned earlier, that the uh, Martians are already acclimated. So it makes me think that maybe the humans will need to acclimate via staking or something like that to be able to play acclimated to the, uh, the climate in, at, on Mars where the games are being played. So the, the Martians may just be eligible earlier to play. And I think you're right to look at some of those, those skill levels, especially with a, you know, it's a relatively thick floor right now. So there's not a huge difference in price between some of these levels. So definitely worth paying attention to that skill level. And looking at, well, I think the, what is it? The character type is the, the other trait that we're looking at as far as human and Martian. So only about 10% of these are Martians. Most of them are humans. There's a, a handful of, of astronauts, which I'm sure are priced at some astronomical level to, to go along. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> it's a powerful dad joke. You know. Astronaut. Astronauts are, you know, 1.5 ETH is the floor for an astronaut. Although I don't know how you play with all that gear on. I'm not, I'm not bullish on astronauts. I'd rather, I'd rather get some, some excellent humans or outstanding humans. All right, cool. If I were found it, that's the initial take I have on. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing this to us, Block Balance. Definitely a, a good project to look at, and hopefully we can discuss it a little bit more in the Discord as well. Actually, you know what? Screw you, Block Balance. I'm so frustrated. I want to buy another stupid soccer thing. I thought I was done buying soccer things, but this is interesting. So, well, we have differing <laughs> opinions, Block Balance. Take it out in Discord. Okay. On to our theme the Coinbase NFT effect. And this is just a fun way of saying that. If you are familiar with Coinbase and the ecosystem there, then you are also familiar with what happens when an altcoin gets listed on Coinbase and gets, frankly, access to a lot of potential capital that's floating around on, on that platform and can pump. It's a sort of legitimizing moment where they're saying like, oh, okay, Coinbase did some betting. It now this coin is listed. I'll move into it versus even more speculative of the speculative not listed there. And so the OpenSea NFT effect is following on sort of that news of Solana getting listed on OpenSea opens up this new whole market 
but also is a nod saying, hey, you can shop alongside of it. Now, note, OpenSea already has, as far as I know, Ethereum and then the layer two Polygon, layer two-ish Polygon listed there on on the OpenSea platform for you to interact with. And that's it for right now. Is that? Yeah. And I know there's been, you know, talk of other networks or, or at least talk among users of at looking for other networks. I think there's a lot of talk among users of asking for Tezos or, or and that has not been announced yet. I haven't heard anything along those lines that this is the first new platform, but it is a significant one in terms of volume. So you can definitely see why OpenSea would be interested in in introducing Solana NFTs. That's a, a small percentage of of the, the, the trading volume there would be a lot to add to their bottom line. Yeah. So, I mean, that gives me some extra thoughts on saying like, okay, Solana, Solana's moving on there. But we have seen initial increases in reports saying that a lot of the floor prices of especially top projects on Solana are beginning to to get some some new life on this expected new. I'm always a little wary of this sort of like, oh, and then we get listed on this market and then everything is sunshine, rainbows, and, and butter cakes. I, I've seen, I feel like that sort of hype and hope get get broken a little too often. Like what I have seen work is like, slow, smart grinding over time with individual products, projects, bringing, bringing that attention and utility because just opening up, I would say to the new open seed market won't necessarily drive that, that attention into, into those projects in the same way, or at maybe such a, such an increase. Do you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I know for one that I'm not going to be rushing into Solana NFT projects, even, even with maybe, I wouldn't say that I, an assumption that prices might rise, but I guess if I knew that prices might rise, I'd still have to price in some security risks of going to Solana and not just security risk, but the risk of, of other people reacting to perceived security risks on real perceived, but real risks of security on other networks. We've seen this with the, the recent Ronin hack. We've seen it with other cross-chain bridges before. We've seen it. We've seen it with um, Solana actually. And I think there's there's a risk to to moving your assets to to a network like that and moving it off of Ethereum. I mean, there's there's multiple. You know, Ethereum provides more security. There's a lot of uh, potential around the the upgrades that are happening to the Ethereum network this year. And I think anytime you move off of that, you risk uh, missing out on the benefits of, of Ethereum. So that for me is still going to be an issue, regardless of the accessibility. I have been willing to go to other marketplaces, to other networks and, and give them any way. I have not tried Solana and that has been one of the big reasons this, the security and, and the security risk has been a, a big reason holding me back from doing so. So this won't change that in my perspective. I could certainly see the accessibility changing people's mind over time though. Yeah. I, if I hear on that, the other thing is, I think when you're, when you're playing on Solana, for instance, you, you have to realize that annually there's just natural inflation of the actual soul, which your NFT is priced in. And that is appreciating or inflating, I should say, inflating at a rate of around 26%. And that's based on the white paper. That's based on them making more soul over the year to fund, right? Sell to uh, investors that underwrite the, the 
the work that they're doing. And so that is, as soon as you move off of Ethereum, you're kind of playing with this game of, well, wait a minute, if I had bought or even held Ethereum, right? Like I think it's going to become, if I just held this amount of money in Ethereum, would it be what I'm doing over here? Maybe. And frankly, NFTs are so much more volatile. And if you're right, you're really right. And you can have multiples. We had in that previous episode when 100% is a loss, like doubling up oftentimes is just not not even enough. So the the thing that mentions in my mind, I have to say like just holding this Solana NFT is going to depreciate at a rate of 26% in terms of its value. It's got to crush that just as a starting point. And if we're on avalanche, by the way, if that's coming up, it's 9%, it's less. So knowing that inflation rate for your underlying currency platform that your NFT is on, I think may start to matter more in how you're holding it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's, I think there's real risks with moving to any other network off Ethereum when you start thinking about it that way. And I shouldn't say any other network, but you have to think of each one for the case it presents. But, you know, for me, the inflationary nature of Sol versus what we're coming up on is actually a deflationary period for Ethereum, most likely. So that's that's a big difference. And I think there's there's a potential for a, a real catalyst in the price of, of Ethereum, whereas I'm not necessarily sure that that Solana continue, can continue to sell tokens at a, a higher price with continually with, with more uh, supply available. Yeah. And especially if their, their big thing is like, oh, we're gasless. And here's the contrarian view saying like, oh my gosh, all these things are pumping. If you're gasless and suddenly you're like, oh, here's our big advantage and you're on OpenSea and you're sitting next to a Polygon, which is also, by the way, gasless. And then maybe Tezos gets in there. Maybe Avalanche gets in there. And you're all sitting next to each other. What is this sort of like unique advantage? Because the whole thing is, how do you support and find that secondary market that can transact? And then it's more about the, the underlying quality of the project and, and what it is promising and delivering, I'll say, promising and delivering for, for its audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's a potential that the initial exposure to OpenSea could lead to some, some price increases. I think there's also a potential that, that, that it may already be built into the price at this point. And even people just looking for, looking, speculating a bit that it will continue to pump. And I, I think that there's a lot of people ready to sell when the OpenSea integration comes. So I'd keep an eye on that as well, that it's, there's initially going to be a lot, there's going to be a lot of action, I would think right away. And I don't know, you know, we'll see how sustainable that is over time. This is the first new non, non-Ethereum based network that OpenSea is introducing. So it is, it's a bit of a change for users. It is, I think it, yeah, it's a good alert. I think overall, yeah, it, a lot of people will sell the news when it comes. And I, yeah, I don't see myself getting into Solana-based NFTs. There are some on other projects that I, I keep watching. I'm like, I continue to wait in terms of like that moment. I felt like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm releasing my like, my baked idea projects and the price is low and we're ready to go. But I, uh, I don't have anything booking on Solana. I have, I have some thoughts on Tezos though. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I shouldn't say there's no other pro, no other networks that have quality projects. I haven't looked at Solana's projects enough. I'm sure there are quality projects. Again, that's, that's not the biggest issue for me. And with the number of choices out there on other networks, 
for me, it's just easier to focus on, on networks that I trust more than, than Solana with, and getting into a new ecosystem that presents a whole new basket of options. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I think this is an interesting one to watch for sure. And that, that Coinbase OpenSea NFT effect, we coined it, we coined the Coinbase OpenSea effect on this very podcast. So enjoy it using good health. Hopefully uh, it helps you actually find some, some good ideas that make me miss. You know what? We love being proved wrong. Drop us, uh, drop some note in the discord. If you've got, you're like, no, 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 I'm a degen aper on Solana and that's the way to go. Like I'll, I'll, I'll hear the case. Yeah. Tell us about it. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) I, I mean, I don't know enough to take the other side of this one at this point, but, and I haven't heard a convincing argument, but I would love to hear it. If you are that person, hop into the discord and tell us, but be prepared, bring more than it's gasless because I'm aware. (laughs) All right, Andrew. Thanks, man. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.